We're in our 20s. We should meet people, go on dates. Aren't you worried about moving too fast? Catch me if you can. It's an emergency. I'm so sorry. I'll call you. It's super cool. You're a crime-fighting lady slaying machine. Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash Slash Arrow podcast. Each week, Glenn and I sit down and talk about the DC double shot on CW, sir. And this week, my friend, I think, was a very good one-two punch. Uh, what, what what did you think? Like, just in broad strokes, we're not even talking about the episodes, just a very generalized, what did you think of the two episodes this week? Please well, don't break I, my heart. If I was Pocahontas and I had to use the win to paint it with, yes, I would say with broad strokes, this was a good one-two punch. <laughs> <laughs> that may be your only Pocahontas reference for the year on Cinema Geekly. Um, yeah. <laughs> we well, you know what? You know, impressions weren't good enough, so I'm just going to make bad <laughs> jokes now. Yeah, look what you've done. Look what you've done, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're here talking uh, Season 1, Episode 12 of The Flash called Crazy For You. That's where we're going to start uh, on this uh, particular trip. Down the CW's, uh, I think it's what, the Tuesday-Wednesday lineup? I think that's what it is. It's Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we, we don't know anymore, everybody, because we watch these episodes at our convenience, I think is how it happens. Did you watch both of these today? I watched them um, about 20 minutes ago. Oh, wow, there you go, everybody. I mean, I think the problem is, like, I, I rely on my DVR so much. Like, I don't watch anything live unless it's sports. Uh which is why I won't. I mean, I won't be watching Better Call Saul live because I'm like, well, I can just skip the ads. So <laughs> I, I, I will know. be watching it live. See, for me, that's still like event television. For me, is watching it as it's happening. Well, it's that's different. I mean, like season the series finale of Breaking Bad, I watch live. I watch Lost live. You know, there, there. I mean, a finale to me is different uh, than I, even like a premiere. I don't know. I just, I guess. Sure. I guess the. The romanticism of it has been taken away thanks to DirecTV. Okay, so uh, let's talk about this episode. Season 1, episode 12 of The Flash called Crazy For You. Uh, it begins in the White House where a blue man in a trench coat and a hat breaks into the president's Oval Office. And uh, wait, is this the wrong episode, Glenn? I wait, think what? I, I think I may have confused myself. Uh, this isn't Nightcrawler. No. Oh, okay. It's it's a woman with the ability to teleport, and it just so happens that it looks exactly like Nightcrawler. That's just the coincidence, I presume. Um, is her is her character name Bamf? Is that the nickname? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it, not it's, the nickname. I, I believe it's Peekaboo. Yes. Which uh... actually sounds exactly like what. Like uh, somebody in their late teens, early twenties, living in twenty fifteen, would name themselves. I have a feeling like that would be a superhero name. 
Like, do, do do people still call each other boo? Is that a thing, Glenn, or is or, or am I too old? If I is is that is is this past me now? Uh, there is boo. I, the big thing now is Bay. Well, so. it's a it's a good it's a good thing that this character's name is Shauna Bayez. I guess mm-hmm. that works out well, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this episode in more detail uh, instead of exposing how old I am. Uh, okay, so this woman with the ability to teleport anywhere, to any location uh, she can see, breaks into the Iron Heights prison to free her boyfriend, Clay Parker. Barry finds residual DNA particles all over the scene when analyzing it at Star Labs. The teen identifies the woman as Shauna Baez, uh, a.k.a. Peekaboo. To help Barry's investigation, Henry Allen, that would be Barry's father, uh, stuck in the prison, of course, tracks down leads within the prison. He's find... stuck in the prison. Oh, oh yeah. He's he, stuck. No, no, he is an inmate in the prison. He's not <laughs> stuck in the prison. Well, come on. We know he's innocent, Glenn. He's just oh, stuck yeah, there. Right. He's stuck. Um, you are technically correct. Uh, and finds out that Clay <laughs> owed money, uh, that, uh, that Clay Parker owed money to a local crime boss who is also planning a major heist. Barry learns the location of the heist finding Shauna and Clay robbing an armored truck. Barry is able to capture Shauna after removing all of the lights in a tunnel. Uh, They discovered, uh, the Star Labs group discovered that uh, the way her DNA works, if if you remove all of the light, she cannot teleport. So she can't see where she's teleporting to. Kind of like Nightcrawler, she cannot teleport there. Oh, except for the time where she, you know, does it like twice. <laughs> well, forget about that, sir. Uh, effectively making her unable to teleport without being able to see where she is going. Cisco goes to Hartley, who is still locked up in the Star Labs basement, to find out more about Ronnie. Hartley reveals that Ronnie and Dr. Stein, who developed uh, research into fires, into the Firestorm Project, um, which was focused on transmuting elements, was at Star Labs the day of the explosion, and he reveals that the explosion melded Ronnie and Dr. Stein together. They are one, sir. Um, he reveals this before he escapes Cisco's custody. Uh, now, there is also a scene in here where they did not mention this at all, uh, but there's this little subplot with Barry and uh, and Caitlin Snow where... She asks Barry, like, is it true? Do you think I don't have a life? And he's like, well, what are you doing your time off? And she's like, well, I eat and read. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of the definition of not having a life. Um, But he can't judge. No, no, he has less. uh, I believe he said his life consists of uh, having superhuman speed and Netflix is his life. Which, by the way, I don't know about you, sir, but that's not too bad a life, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, minus the superhuman speed. Uh, We've already got the other part down. That yeah. is pretty much... We are halfway life. there to being the Flash right now. It's incredible, sir, how close we are to this. Um, I think that's a life goal right there. I mean, we're 50% done. Um, so anyway, they uh, he basically... I, I think Barry is lonely one night and uh, decides uh, to call up uh, Caitlin and ask her if, uh, like, I, I think he's trying to find out if there's any dives that Clay would hang out at, something where they could get some more intel. And it just so happened to go hang out at a bar and uh, do karaoke, which uh, Caitlin is terrible at. And of course, I completely forgot that Grant Gustin was on Glee and he was singing excellently. Um, Caitlin Snow got completely wasted. Uh, at which point she became a million times more interesting than she has been throughout the course of this show. She seemed. It seemed more natural somehow. 
Like uh, everything oh, so it was for her kind act- of being a tease, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, not in that regard. Like the like her performance up until now has kind of felt kind of stiff. You know what I mean? It's it's I don't know. It, it's just kind of there. Like she's been really icy. <laughs> I wonder if that has anything to do with the the yeah we we've talked about this in the past. She bec- she gets powers and stuff. Everybody. Um, I wonder what kind of powers. I, so I'm guessing some sort of heat thing. That's I think there's been eight superhero people on this show that have some sort of heat power, um, or, or snow. I don't know. Maybe some she maybe she can make it snow. Maybe she'll sing "Let It Go," Glenn. Maybe that they'll do that on an episode. No, they're not owned by Disney. <laughs> the um, anyway, they she Barry has to take her back to the apartment in which she tries to just completely undress in front of him. Uh, and she's having a difficult time doing this. Her dress is defeating her in her drunken state. Uh, so Barry uses his super speed to undress her and redress her in her pajamas. And in the weirdest moment of dialogue in this episode, uh, she's like, you didn't take a peek, did you? And he's like, I wouldn't be, a, you know, a, you know, a stand-up superhero guy. And she's like, you know what? That's okay if you took a peek. You deserve to take a peek. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I have to, like, look over at my daughter who's yeah, looking wonder- back at me. <laughs> I wonder how, like, that was conceived in the writer's room. Like, what a weird... I mean, it's like I know she's, like, half passed out when she's saying this. Like, she's just talking and doesn't know what she's saying. Like, that played legitimate to me, but it was certainly weird. Um, And she's all hungover the next morning and stuff. And Cisco has to uh, tell everybody that... um, that Hartley escaped and that he learned what happened to Ronnie and Dr. Stein and stuff like that. Um... So Barry later uh, discusses uh, the Flash with his dad because his dad, in the midst of doing this investigation for Barry uh, in the prison, gets shanked, I believe, or something. He gets beat up. Yeah, he gets shanked by uh, Brett Michaels. (laughs) Guest starring Brett Michaels. Uh, So he's laid up, right? And he has this conversation with uh, his dad about the Flash and... uh, they say here Henry insinuating that he believes Barry is the Flash, but come on, there's that line where he's like, you know, if if the Flash has a father, I'm sure he'd tell him how proud he, you know, like he knows that he's the Flash. It's oh, not even yeah. insinuating. And it was really sweet. Uh, in our post-show sting, elsewhere, two city workers, in uh, they're in the sewers. And uh, yep. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I started freaking out when they approached the wall and you saw Grodd scribbled onto the wall. And I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna reintroduce Grodd. And then not only not only was there that tease, but Gorilla Grodd is hanging out in the sewers and he beat the shit out of these two guys, and it was awesome. And it I stood was, up and cheered. It was very reminiscent of uh Jurassic Park with the Raptor at yes. the very beginning. It's like, shoot up! Shoot <laughs> Just like you just see that guy get pulled away. Yeah, yes, I was it was so I was yeah. I was standing and applauding, sir. I was so happy. Gorilla Grodd is my favorite superhero. Um, No, he's not. No, he he is, sir. I'm rooting for him to beat the Flash. I'm sorry. Super intelligent apes over super speedy people any day of the week. I'm telling you right now. Um, I mean, you know, maybe maybe he'll do something really horrible to change my mind, but uh, beating up some scuzzy sewer workers uh, so far, he has done done nothing uh, to earn my disdain. What was that, sir? It's a damn city of officials. <laughs> yeah, he's taking down the government. That's fine with me. Uh, so what did you think of this episode, sir? Uh, yeah, no, I, it, was, um, it was definitely better than what they've been trending. So that's good. It wasn't all that great. Uh, 
Right. I did like the bar scene. The only the problem I kept having was, I know I had seen a commercial before watching this, um, before this episode even aired about him like being in bed with that girl that he goes on a date with at the end. Like I I know that existed. I'm not imagining this. Uh, I just don't know how I could have seen it and it not have happened in this episode. But right. I, I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> but. No, it was uh, it was good. I uh, I mean, I really, as you kind of told me before I watched it, I did like the moments with Barry and his dad. They were they were cheesy and super corny and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, sure, but, sure, but well done, I but, thought. Yeah, well done. The guy, his dad sells it, so it works. Um, and even I would even I would even say Grant kind of sells it whenever him and uh, Iris sit down at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Like I think even that was you know kind of nice to see genuine joy on his face and then again i also forgot he can really sing uh <laughs> yeah he was like like maybe it was maybe it was caitlin snow's uh poor singing uh that amplified his so much i'm like holy cow he is really good yeah i mean maybe it was by comparison or maybe he just is that good at singing but yeah i completely forgot that he was on glee up until that moment and Boy, that really paid off because that was saving a, a sinking ship right there for sure. What were they singing? Do you remember what song it was they were doing? Oh, they were singing Summer Eleven from Greece. Oh, that's right. <laughs> how, how would kids that age even know what that song is? That's what I want to know, sir. They're my age. Maybe they're... Well, and I just you're... told you what it was. Well, I, I know that you know what it is, sir, but you're a movie nerd. How, how, how on earth could... Uh, do you think... I don't know. Caitlin Snow doesn't... doesn't uh, Strike me as the the person who sits at home and watches Grease. She yeah. probably did as like as an awkward teen. Oh sure, sure, sure. They did the play and drama. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, yeah. So this episode, I I think I maybe liked it more than you did. Although you no, I mean I liked it. I just there's nothing I can really think of that. Uh, um, you know, I thought was particularly special. Well, no, no, no. I mean, you brought it back down to earth for me for the most part. Um, because <laughs> my excitement was largely based on Gorilla Grodd at the end. Oh, yeah. That was like totally, like, absolutely amazing. Yeah. But for a split second there, like, I know it said Grodd, but the way he was moving, I was like, well, he should be a lot taller. Maybe this is a tiger. I'm like, oh, maybe it's Cheetah. Like, no, it says Grodd. It is Grodd. What am I doing? Like, I started, like, giving myself, uh, names that made no sense just because I, I he should have been bigger to me i guess well I he know. did he seem really he, short he did seem pretty big i thought maybe he was hunched over because of the size of the but i was even saying even if he was hunched over it just seemed like where his shoulders were mm-hmm. they seemed like really bony and narrow i don't know and again as i've explained this channel does not adapt to my screen well right so I know I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but like in the arrow, whenever it shows Felicity, like talking to Ollie in the alleyway, mm-hmm. uh, her, I only see her lips. Everything above is cut off. Wow. And I'm like, now that's nice. It would be super effective if I was able to watch all this. And I, I've tried everything. It's, it's just got to be the feed. Um, I don't know why the feed would be any different because it's the same station that does NBC and it's just fine. I was going to say, that's not, I was going to say that's not particularly, uh, that's not particularly good. No. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, you you brought it down to earth for me a little bit. I mean, the the peekaboo thingy was, I mean, they, they actually had some pretty fun action moments together. Uh, there are actually a couple of really, really fun little moments with them, with, uh, flash trying to, 
you know, catch yeah. or anticipate her movements and stuff. And she- oh, and the other thing too was it was nice to see the beginning of Cisco becoming Vibe. I like that. Yeah, and he was um, he had to he had to bite the bullet a little bit on this episode too. He's had to bite the bullet a couple of times in the show. Yeah. Um, coming down a little bit harder on him. The I mean, and you're right. The stuff with Barry and his dad was totally like paint by numbers. That type of scene. Uh, but yeah, they did pull it off like really well. Like the, the the guy who plays uh, Henry Allen is quite good. Uh, and he yeah he totally he totally so I I was buying it. It's like I know this is like every speech like this I've ever heard before, but they they did it well. And they 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 hooked me in, so I was like, that was a that was a really good scene, uh, you know. And then of course it's just sometimes, sir, it's just like what you see at the end of the movie, and sometimes that's the thing that sticks to you the most. All I know is that this got me to stand up and cheer at the end of this episode. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm highly tempted to give this one five and a half stars, but um, or five and a half geek of glasses, as it were, but. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. What, what's what's the score you've got for? Uh, uh, for like a three. Wow, really? You're going you're going that low. I'm, yeah, I mean, it was like a pretty like. A, look, I, I'm saying for me, this is an improvement of what it's been trending. Sure, sure. Now, granted, the last couple of ones we've done two and a half, so maybe mm-hmm. even twos. But no, to me, it was middle road. It was okay. It was. Uh, it was like watching everybody loves Raymond. I wasn't overly offended, but I I didn't think it was particularly great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm giving it a pretty strong three and a half. Like it's not, it's not the upper echelon of of episodes, but I I was engaged from beginning to end, and the end really really worked for me. Uh, maybe, may, sir, maybe it's just because I like those Planet of the Apes movies so much that I'm just so excited for Gorilla Grodd. Yes, I'm not the one who gave it the best movie he's seen this year, so. Yes. I, I really was tempted. Uh, I mean, Gorilla Grodd gets five and a half Kiki glasses alone for me, but um, to, in, in the realistic sense, I, for me, it's a it's a strong three and a half. Like, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, and next week's episode looks pretty promising based off of the previews. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know when we're going to get the... Uh, looks like they're building for the Grodd thing. Like, we're going to be getting that, but it's not going to be soon. It might be in a couple of episodes uh, or something like that. I don't know if... Um, uh, in fact, because uh, I don't think there's any allusion to it in the next week's episode, but apparently episode 18 is called All-Star Team-Up. So maybe that's the one where we get Grodd. I'm not sure. Uh, that would be great. Uh, let's. Yeah, we'll get. Oh, go ahead. Leonard Snart, sister. Oh man, yeah, I forgot about those guys. Don't bring them back. Come on. Or maybe it's an all-star team up of Firestorm and you know Flash. Captain Cold and yeah. Wave. Uh, can't we just? Can't they just do like? Uh, can't we just poochie those guys? And just freeze frame it and be like, I have to go. Our planets need us. And then they just vanish from the frame and they put up a little message that says Captain Cold and Heat Wave or whatever died on the way back to their home planets. We just move on. We just why did can that. They, why couldn't they have been the bad guys that died? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I know, right? They killed off a bunch of them at the beginning of the season. I mean, Plastique uh, blew up. I know. They Dark Knight Rises style. They killed a Weather Wizard, too, didn't they? He's dead, didn't he? 
Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, so we could come on. We don't need Captain Cold and uh, Schumacher guy. I don't know what his name is. He is it? He is he Heat Wave? He's Heat Wave, right? The the other guy. I'm sure he is. Fire guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's hard to tell, sir. There's so many of them on this show. Heat Wave, Firestorm. I'm Even sure. though Firestorm's not like fire. Kinda. I was I was gonna say he's, he's elements. I was gonna say Sunspot, but I think that's an X Men. Yeah, you're right. So is Sunspot an X Men? I think so. Okay. Or it's uh, made up. What, what other heat heat related things could you come up with? Um, the Mercury Man. Uh, yeah, he's an X Men. That's not a thing, is it? Tell me there's not Yeah, something. Sunspot, he's an X-Men. Oh, no, I thought you said, because I'm like Mercury Man, and you're like, oh, he's an X-Men, and I'm like, what? Mercury Man is an X-Men? No, that would be, uh, uh, that would be Sir Isaac Newton. Mercury, <laughs> Mercury Man. Man. Science. Okay, let's talk about Arrow, Season 3, Episode 12, called Uprising. I can't stay here any longer. My sister... My city. Are you trying to kill yourself? No more death. To defeat this man, you must think like him. Be like him. I am convinced that uh, they are on some sort of musical kick here. Last week it was uh, the uh, the M83 song Midnight City, and this week I am convinced that the theme is the song Uprising by Muse. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, as they did not play that song in this episode, just like how they didn't play Midnight City in last week's episode. Uh, but I'm still sticking to my guns here. I'm thinking that's that's what they're doing. Although next week's episode, unless there is a song called Canaries by a somewhat famous band... Uh, which there might be, who knows? Uh, I will say this: though. there are the cranberries. Ah, uh, yeah, they, and they did a song called "Zombie," which has nothing to do with Arrow. Uh, <laughs> I will say this: episode seventeen is called "Suicidal Tendencies," and that is a band. So, uh, back onto the I don't know uh, where are we going with this, sir? Can we let's just talk about the episode? Uh, the flashbacks this week, holy shit, they were good. Because they were about something other than Oliver being in the Chinese mafia or whatever it is. Well, he's not really in the Chinese mafia. He's working with Argus, right? Yeah, he's working for Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Um, so in the flashbacks on this week's episode, we learn about the Malcolm Merlin origin story, the death of his wife and his journey to becoming a, an assassin in the League of Assassins. Uh, that was really cool. And then he, uh, he meets a young Nyssa El Ghul who wants to kill him on the spot, and he does a magic trick, and she calls him the Magician, I think. Uh, which, wow, just a big coincidence that his last name is Merlin, I guess. Uh, and that all happens that way. But that was a good, uh, that was a good series of flashbacks. Uh, onto the, <clears throat> uh, onto the, uh, the present day, we have uh, Oliver still worrying about Starling City and wanting to get back home. Uh, Tatsu, however, says, no, you need to rest. You need to heal. Uh, she tells him that if he needs, uh, if he wants to defeat Rachel Ghoul, he will need to seek a, uh, to seek swordsman training from Masio. 
With the police out in the glade, out of the glades, Roy and Laurel are tasked with fighting uh, the Brickernaut's men to keep the peace. I see. I think you thought I was going to forget that, but I, uh, I'm sticking with my guns there too, sir. Uh, Captain Lance gives the team all of the information the police have on Brickernaut to help locate him. Uh, Merlin spies on the team as they review the evidence against Brickernaut and discovers that Brickernaut was responsible for the death of Merlin's wife. Uh, that, by the way, is part of the flashbacky stuff as well. Merlin thought he had avenged his wife's death at one point uh, and then learned that uh, it had all been for Nott. It was uh, Brickernaut who had actually done the killing. And uh, he has some revenge uh, to get. Uh, so uh, Malcolm Merlin propositions the team, uh, tells them that he wants to join forces to take down the Brickernaut, but they refuse. Uh, I think Roy is pretty much the only one who thinks it's a good idea. The rest of the team outvotes him. Instead, they rally the citizens of the Glade to take back their town by force. Merlin corners Brickernaut during the fight and gets the upper hand just as Merlin is preparing to kill him. Oliver Queen comes back just in time to talk him out of uh, of the killing, basically. He says to, to do it for, for Thea. Um, then Oliver, as the arrow, addresses the citizens of the Glade, commending them for not failing the city, and announces he will never, ever, 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 ever leave them again. Uh, in the aftermath, Oliver requests Merlin train him so that he can take on Raish al Ghul. Okay, Glenn, so uh, what did you think of uh, episode 12 here, Uprising? I absolutely loved it. I thought the flashbacks with Malcolm Merlin were stupendous, except for his haircut. I thought that was Oh my god, awful. his hair was awesome. Well, uh, I mean, it was terrible, but it, it was, was awesome. It was so bad. Um, no offense if you have that hairstyle, but you are offending yourself <laughs> no. if you do have that hairstyle. The only people who have that, hair, the, that hairstyle are currently living in the 1980s. Like, nobody has <laughs> that right now. That's, oh, that is incredible. Continue. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I just... I liked, although, you know, we talk about how soon it felt, you know, it, it was weird because it really had been about a month, mm-hmm. uh, even longer for us. But for them, you know, it had been a month since Ollie came back. And that was, that was nice. It was nice to kind of see him back. And you could, and I'm glad he did it. Like, you could tell he still felt like shit. Oh, yeah. uh, so that was, that was nice to see. And, and just kind of the parallels of, you know, uh, I love the the idea of you know Felicity sticking up saying he wouldn't ever do this, and then him doing the exact same thing she said he wouldn't do. I like that because, as much as I hate that it, it's kind of pushing them apart purposely, yeah, uh, it is good for the show. I you know I I do see this season ending in a way that is beneficial for them, and of course we'll have them go away because that's not how it is in the comics. Um, but no, it, 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 I think it, it is good to have them kind of go at each other like that. And it's going to be really cool to see Merlin and uh, Ollie somewhat work together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll have a showdown between them and Merlin will be a douchebag like he always is. Uh, but I want the other thing about those flashbacks. Oh, my gosh. The kid who played Tommy as a little kid yeah. should never act again. No, like what was saying, sir? He was. He was so bad. Oh my gosh, he was <laughs> there, terrible. Well, you there can was see, very like, little of him. John Berriman just like giving everything he's got, and that kid's just like, "But what's I don't this, want you to leave, Daddy." What's this weird guy doing? Why is he acting all yeah, weird? I don't, I don't, I don't, he's not my dad. That's not. I, my name's not Tommy. 
Uh, <laughs> they just pick some kid off the street. Yeah. Hey, kid, pretend you're uh, this guy's dad for a moment. Eh? Or this guy's dad. Pretend you're this guy's kid. And they filmed it in New York, clearly, based off yeah. of the bad accent <laughs> yeah. I was doing. Hey, kid, uh, pretend you're this guy's Hey, uh, kid. yo, uh, kid, uh, you gotta, you gonna be acting in my movie's pictures sometime soon? <laughs> All right. Where'd you find this kid? Hey, he was uh, he was giving me some poppin' fresh. Down the <laughs> I know it was uh, I know it was Antonio. I don't know why I'm also Italian, but I guess if uh, you're from over here in New Jersey and New York, you gotta be Italian, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, okay, I'm back. <laughs> no, but no, I, I like that. And uh, man, dude, Jesus Christ, like Vinny Jones, just like I know, like what his powers and stuff are, but man, they are doing a really good job of making him look like a freaking brick house. That's uh, true. He's the brick or not, man. Yeah. And I'm glad that we got to see Wildcat fight, even though he That's lost right. uh, shortly after that. Oh, yeah. He got pounded to death. Yeah, practically. But we, I think we mentioned it last week. It's like, why isn't she going to get Wildcat's help? And yeah, lo and behold, she did it. Yeah. And the other thing is, uh, I, I think they've played it too. And I know it's only been like three episodes, but I, I, it just feels like they've played it way too long of hiding the fact that Sarah's not her not the canary like i just yes. to me i don't get, i really don't care about that subplot um and it oh yeah yeah, yeah. they quickly. brought yeah 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 they brought they brought sarah's friend back or yeah. side, her non-superhero sidekick that's also not in a romantic relationship with her no uh <laughs> continue i'm sorry I just, I, it just, I don't, it just irks me. I don't, I don't see why you would do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, well, I, just... I, no, I think she was hiding it because of the overly complicated reason of uh, her dad has a heart condition, and if she tells him that he's, if she tells him that Sarah's dead, she's worried that he's gonna have like a heart attack and die or something. I think is is her justification for this. Yeah, it's really, it's still dumb. She's a lawyer. Think smarter. <laughs> Since we know a barrister, we, I, I, he would probably give the same advice and counsel. The, uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I think he'd be able to handle it. Like if his, yeah. heart is, if his heart is that weak. The dude's a cop, and he gets shot at on a daily basis in this godforsaken town. I yeah, think... if he can, if he can handle the stress of that job, still he should be okay. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just, and the stuff with Thea was nice. Uh. No, I mean, I know, I, I really did like it. I just, I know I'm nitpicking these things, but all in all, I really did like this episode, and I liked a lot of the stuff with uh, Ollie and uh, Katana. I really liked, the, I, I don't know why, I just, I kind of liked, it kind of humanized them both a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, in a way that it seems like they're trying to strip away his humanity with this deal with the devil that he's made, but right. I don't know, I think it'll all work out. Uh, yeah, the thing, the thing to me that was the best, I thought, the thing that stuck out best to me were the flashbacks. The, the flashbacks work the best on this show. I think maybe, I, maybe I've just pinpointed it for myself. I think the reason the flashbacks, by and large, this season have not been working is because it's just been kind of doing some really lame backstory that, for the most part, you don't really need to know. Like, it doesn't do that much advancing of Oliver's story. Uh, but the flashbacks are doing here, like this one in particular, it gave you Malcolm Merlin's backstory, but it added a lot of layers of, of depth to his character. There's a lot more we know about this guy now, and it certainly changed your opinion of him a little bit. Uh, kind of knowing where he was coming from and everything. There's like that, that scene where he confronts that guy and that dude beats the crap out of him and everything. 
uh, before he learned any of his League of Assassiny type stuff and like watching his transformation and all of that. Uh, that adds so much, and that's what the flashbacks were usually good at doing until they stopped making them that way. Uh, but they've done some other ones. They did one, I think, with Thea, I think, this season that did the same thing. It added some depth to her character and stuff like that, and that's that's when the show is working at its best, especially the flashback stuff. Uh, you're right about uh, Vinnie Jones. I have grown to really like him. Uh, like I said, I believe when we were first introduced to him, that basically my only knowledge of Vinnie Jones came from X3, The Last Stand, in which he was not so great, but I think that has more to do with the uh, the shit he was given to say. Uh, and I really liked him. I oh, thought the joke was, adult, bitch. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was really good. Um, and I, I liked him a lot as the as the big bad guy here. Um, for the most part, uh, a really really solid episode. I'm happy that they kept. Um, I'm really happy they kept Oliver out of the mix until like the like they probably kept him out. Maybe maybe they. I don't know. Do you think they waited too long to to put him back in? Like it was right near the end of the episode. No, I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, so here's the uh, here's the thing we were going to the scores. Uh, so Oliver is obviously going to Malcolm Merlin for his Rachel Ghoul training because uh, I think M- Merlin says the only person who's capable of defeating the teacher is the student. I think is what he said. Um, do you think, um, presuming that we are in a world where Lazarus Pit exists, uh, does Oliver learn to take on Rachel Ghoul and kill him, or what do you think they're going to do with that? Or do you think he uh, just defeats him in battle or something, but doesn't kill him? I think he'll. I think I don't think he'll kill him. I think they'll have Malcolm kill him, like ultimately give the final blow. And as and, you know, maybe it'll the, the last little teaser thing at the end of the season will be him uh, coming out of a Lazarus pit or going into uh, one, and then they'll kind of leave it open-ended for him to eventually come back. Yeah, yeah. Because with Raish, you, you can't just kill Raish off. He somehow comes back. Is that a is that a matchup that has occurred in the books? Like, has, uh, is, has like, Arrow ever defeated Rachel Ghoul? Is that something that has happened in the books, or...? To no, your knowledge, not to my, no, not to my knowledge. So that is I mean, a he does a do other stuff, but it's it, yeah. All right, so uh, scores for Uprising, sir. Um, a really high four, a really really high four. I don't want to say quite four and a half because it, um, it wasn't there are as I've nitpicked it. I have to drop the score lower, but definitely a four. Is is Laurel working better for you now that she's being a, a vigilante and taking on her sister's mantle and stuff? Because I find that I, I've been enjoying her more now that she's doing this than pretty much everything else she's done on the show. I mean, she hasn't been bad or anything, but uh, she's kind of just been in the background for the most part. I'm. Are you? Do you think she's doing better now that she's got this kind of role as opposed to what she was doing before? Yeah, I enjoy her more. And the other thing you're talking about, I hope they have more Merlin uh, flashbacks and then we're able to see the older guy who uh, plays Tommy. Uh, Come back, yeah, because he's great. I think that kind of stuff will be really nice and uh, probably a little tearful for some people. I bet. um, Okay, so yeah, I'm right there with you. This is a solid four episode easily. Very good episode. Uh, Did you see, before we get going... Uh, did you see the Brandon Routh picture of him in the Adam exosuit? I did see it. What did you think? Um, so you're Iron Manny. Yeah, I looked, <laughs> and it looked, and it did. Somebody put it next to the back to back to the uh, the Ant Man suit, and they also look 
kind of similar, especially in the colors and stuff. It's like, well, it's they they are kind of similar colors, so sure, and, and they're very similar characters, really. Yeah, they have to a, a certain on. degree. Yeah. yeah, they have A's, and well, they both shrink as well. Just one yeah. shrinks much, much, much smaller than the other one does. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're gonna be back here next week, hopefully. I'm I'm thinking we're gonna be. Yeah, we'll be back here next week. Why not? You kids deserve it. You deserve more bad uh, East Coast Italian accents in your life. <laughs> uh, so Glenn and I will be back next week talking Season 1, Episode 13 of The Flash called The Nuclear Man and Season 3, Episode 13 of Arrow called Canaries. Canaries.